When I was a couple weeks short of my 70th birthday, I started thinking about my mother's mother, who lived to be 100, and her mother, who lived to be 102, and my father, who lived to be 90, longer than anyone we had ever heard of in his family. I began to think that maybe our generation could be the first to routinely live to be 100. When I talked about this at family dinner one night, my granddaughter, who was five, said, What are you going to do for the next 30 years, Grandpa? Hello, I'm Dr. Janet Price. And I'm Greg Kalust. And we are Oldish. And this is our podcast, Oldish. If you're Oldish or know someone who is, please join us every week for conversations amongst ourselves and our special guests about what it means to be Oldish in the 21st century. If you ever wonder whether you're getting old, you're Oldish. What are you going to do for the next 30 minutes? Hi, I'm Janet, and I'm Oldish. Hi, I'm Greg, and I'm Oldish. Welcome to today's episode of our podcast, Oldish Conversations on Aging in the 21st Century. Today, Janet and I are going to have a short conversation, but just between the two of us, about a topic that's of great interest to both of us. And we hope that you'll join in the conversation through the comments on our, on our website. Today, we want to talk about the concept of forgiveness in life and also how pickleball can teach us about the concept of forgiveness in our real lives. It's a big topic. I think that it's really important in that, for me, one of the goals in life is growth and also one of the goals in pickleball is growth. One of the things that happens on the pickleball court thousands of times a day is a player will miss a shot or miss hit a shot or hit their partner with a shot or hit their opponent with a shot, and they'll say, I'm sorry. And the courts are echoing with I'm sorry's. And people say it over and over again during the course of the game. I've played with a number of people who say I'm sorry after practically every shot. And what I say to them is, something that we learned from our guest, Erin McHugh, last year from her book, Pickleball is Life, is there are no sorries in pickleball. And so I will say to people that I'm playing with, one sorry per game. There are no sorries in pickleball, but I will allow one one sorry per game. That's not the same thing as one screw-up per game, but you only apologize once. So I recommend saving it for something that you really ought to apologize for. I'm finding that a big part of personal growth is forgiveness. I think that forgiveness ought to be implied. Life ain't easy. Everybody makes mistakes. The same as pickleball. Pickleball is not easy. Everybody pops the ball up. Everybody accidentally hits somebody else in the face with a ball. You can think of all the different things that can go wrong on the pickleball court maps pretty well to the things that can go wrong in life. And I think that forgiveness ought to be a given, but it doesn't seem to be. Yeah. So first of all, I try to support with anyone I'm playing with to help letting, helping them to let go of the need to say, I'm sorry. And one of the things I say sometimes is a pickleball means never having to say, I'm sorry. So anybody who's old enough to know the movie Love Story, 
Um, I find that fun because, you know, back when I was young and Love Story came out, I just thought there were so many parts of it that were so stupid. Like, love does mean having to say you're sorry sometimes, but pickleball means never having to say you're sorry. So I like that. I wanted to also say that one of the pieces of in pickleball, for example, of not saying you're sorry, not needing to say sorry all the time, I think is intricately entwined with being able to forgive yourself. So when you make a play that you, that usually I think the bottom line is it results in your, you or you and your partner losing that point. Um, and you say, I'm sorry or sorry. It's like, you know, can we forgive ourselves ahead of time in the moment? Like you're going to make mistakes. We're going to do, we're not going to be perfect. Nobody's expecting us to. And if they are, that's too bad because that's not realistic. And mostly I think that our sorries and pickleball come from our own standard for ourselves, probably even more than anybody around us. And what they might be looking and seeing is that we feel like we let our partner down or didn't play as well as we could have in that moment. So there's almost an implied forgiving of ourselves. I like that implied forgiving. I was thinking about forgiveness a lot yesterday. It would have been my sister's 76th birthday. She passed away a couple of years ago, and we were estranged for a long time. But as, as she was dying of cancer, I went and stayed with her and her husband, who was also dying of cancer, for a couple of months while they wound down. I was there when my sister passed away, and I took a break. and. My brother-in-law passed away while I was away on that break. So they both passed away around the same time. I was thinking yesterday on her birthday that we had forgiven each other. And as I said, we had been estranged for many years. We'd go years sometimes without talking to each other. I didn't feel active anger, but there was something. So I was thinking about forgiveness yesterday and the fact that we had forgiven each other. And then I remembered. Many years ago, when, when my parents were still alive, that I went to see them and I said to them, I can't actually remember why we're mad at each other. So I tell you what, I'll forgive you for whatever it might have been. If you forgive me for whatever it might have been, and let's go on from there. And I kind of felt the same way with my sister because I couldn't actually remember. Uh, what it might have been. I'm sure there were probably a thousand cuts, but there were just a, a whole lot of little things that happened over the years. And then I started thinking about when I came to terms with my relationship with my family uh, a few years ago, I had this kind of an epiphany in which I realized that I am a flawed human being. I'm not an effing idiot, which is what I had often referred to as myself. And so I started the forgiveness of myself with a realization that I'm a flawed human being, followed by a realization that that phrase, flawed human being, is redundant. Kind of the way of an imperfect pickleball player, that phrase is redundant. Nobody plays the game perfectly. And I think that forgiveness is a to personal growth, that as long as you're curled up around that 
pain, pain that you suffer or pain that you cause, as long as you're curled up around that, it's really hard to grow. I agree completely. It, it, it Staying stuck in resentment, blame, anger causes us to then stay in that space and miss the opportunity for development and change and becoming because we're just there and we haven't gotten unstuck. I love the way you describe that as curled around the um, pain or the the whatever it is that the hurt, the wound. So I think it is, you know, like we said, it's redundant, like being a human being equals being flawed. So I'm thinking about it in relationship to being oldish and thinking about some of the pieces where forgiveness fits in and is really important. We have the opportunity and are almost kind of pushed into looking back at our lives and things pop up. I wish I'd done that differently or what would have happened if I'd made that choice or think that was a hurtful choice for somebody. And so we have an opportunity again to forgive ourselves. And in that context, it might include and probably does including forgiving others. And I think that's a place where people could get stuck, that uh, hold, holding on to that during the end of their lives. So-and-so shouldn't have wronged me that way. And so-and-so shouldn't have done that to me. And your story about your sister is such a great example of you chose to move past that so that you could have some time together post the wounds and hurts of the past. Yeah, I think um, there was an important part about the thing with my sister and as I described with my parents, and it goes outward to everybody that I've ever felt that way, I think, is I don't actually remember what it was that I might have done. And whatever it was is in the past, and I can't change that anyway. I can't go back and fix it. So thinking about it on the pickleball court, I'm sorry I hit that ball out of bounds. Well, you can't change it. You didn't do it on purpose. I say that to people sometimes on the court. If you purposefully hit me in the face with a hard shot, okay, now say you're sorry. You know? Uh, but you pretty good chance you didn't do it on purpose. If you could hit that accurately, then you'd be playing at a whole different level. <laughs> you know? Yes. So, yes. you know. And I feel that way with real life, too. I'm not a professional real-life player. I'm I'm just a guy doing my best. There's a high likelihood that I misremember whatever it was that you did to me, you probably didn't do. And there's a pretty good chance that I misremembered it. Um, And because it's in the past, it doesn't matter. So what's in the present is here we are. So... Let's be here with the people that we're with. Let's play the game we're in and go on from there. In the Buddhist tradition, it's talked about as maybe your meditations or your thoughts that you think, may you be happy. And I love that the first time I heard it because I felt like, huh, that's right. In the end, may you be happy. I might feel like you've wronged me or... I might have wronged you in the end. I forgive you. I forgive myself. 
may you be happy. Yes. Yes. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you be well. Yes, I've heard that chant more than once in, in Buddhist places. So when I think about oldishness too, I think about as far as forgiveness, I think about us, each of us looking back and looking at what comes up that brings up anger, pain, uh, resentment, shame, guilt, and considering, can I forgive myself for those things? Can I forgive that other person so that I can move into this new chapter in my life of of active aging without that baggage. And I was thinking about forgiving, so let's say something about me and where I am right now in my aging process. I was thinking about forgiving my aging body. And so I think that it's possible to just be really angry at our bodies and resentful people that uh, have more health or more, and I'm fine, basically, but just that sense of that wherever we are in that journey, we can look at others and think, boy, I, why can't I still jump like that or move that fast? Or even the pickleball court, I find myself thinking sometimes, I kind of feel like I'm stuck a little bit in my own pickleball development. And part of that, I need to just look concretely at what might be next step. So part of it, I think, might be forgiving my aging body that I'm not playing pickleball as a 30-year-old. I'm not playing pickleball as a 40-year-old. I'm playing pickleball as a 70-year-old. And so my fears about aging and being oldish as far as where it's what that journey is going to be like and going to continue being like as my body ages. And so it's almost in a little bit preemptive for me of I want to forgive my body as it becomes less and less able to function in the way it did when I was younger. Yeah, I think that's a good point because of the physical parts of it, physical parts of doing anything, whether it's pickleball or, or anything else, you know, our, as we get older, not everything works the way that it used to. And I think people get angry about that. Well, that's not going to do you any good. You can change it maybe a little bit, but, you know, you can't change the fact that Bodies are designed to run down, and we're in that stage. So there certainly is there's no point in being angry about it. You do what you can. I like the idea, though, of whether it's body or mind or soul or whatever else, forgiving ourselves is a place to start. Whatever it was, I can stop berating myself for all the mistakes that I've made. I can forgive myself for all of that. I can, and forgiveness is what, one of the things about forgiveness, I think, is that it's a good route into compassion. Because if you're forgiving someone, to a certain extent, it means that you're understanding and accepting where they were coming from when they did whatever they did, including yourself. And so that's, it is a route into compassion. And compassion is absolutely crucial in getting to a place of understanding that basically we're all one. We're in this together, and the passion is a way to dissolve the barriers and the walls of separation between us. And that is an oldish pursuit, is the movement toward oneness, the movement toward a successful old age where you're just happy to be alive and happy to see everybody. Yes. So uh, it's 
it does f- feel almost equal. Forgiveness equals compassion. I did want to say that anger is important. I feel like we're talking a little bit about the grief process. And so anger is a part of that. And it's okay to feel angry, to feel angry at my body that it can't do such and such anymore. But then to move towards acceptance and forgiveness and compassion and kindness. Kindness. There you go. Well, kindness is something you can definitely learn in the pickleball court and in lots of other places. This Opportunities for kindness is something good to look out for. Um, It's almost like the antithesis. If we're going to feel kindness, feel compassion, feel acceptance, forgiveness has to have happened. So mm -hmm. that we are at a place where we can experience and communicate those, those other feelings and realities. Yeah. Yeah. So... Forgiveness is a good practice, but it's one of those things I can hear people now saying, well, I'm trying to forgive, but I can't do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, and that's one of the places where something like a game, like like pick a ball, it doesn't have to be pick a ball. It can be, I don't know, it can be cribbage where it's a game. And one of the things that games are good for is practicing and Pickleball is a place, or those games are a place where you can learn forgiveness by repeating it over and over again. You get, I know that I got good at pickleball by playing a lot. I just played over and over again, and the the muscle memory develops. Pickleball is so fast that if you think about, oh, I should be hitting this shot over there, uh, it's a little late because the ball just went past you. It's a very fast game, so you have to play it a lot. And build the muscle memory so that if the appropriate shot and your subconscious is faster than your conscious is. So if the appropriate shot is to hit it over there, your body remembers how to hold the paddle and how to swing your arm and how to move your body to hit it over there. And that takes practice. You have to hit the ball over and over again. People that are really good at pick a ball practice. I think most people don't. I know very few people who actually buy a hundred pickleballs and they go down to the court and they practice their serve. The YouTube videos say that that's the way you're going to get better. I don't know anybody really that does that. Well, it's not true that I don't know anybody, but most people that I know don't do that. They get their practice in by playing. And so you, you do this, you do the thing over and over again, and that gradually builds muscle memory like it builds the forgiveness. Yes, I forgive you for hitting that shot out of bounds. Whether you're my partner, you're my opponent, or you're me, I forgive you for hitting that out of bounds. You hit it out of bounds again? All right, I forgive you for that one too. You know, so you so you build that that spiritual muscle memory of forgiveness and it takes time. And you're playing the game and you play the game you're in, not the ideal game in your head. And because you fall short, it's not, that's a given also is that no matter how good you are, you're going to fall short. Which I also think is a big theme in oldishness is that any illusion that we had when we were younger that we could get to perfect, which was an illusion, yeah. it becomes less and less of an illusion we can hold on to because it's so out of the realm of any kind of 
possibilities. So again, forgiving ourselves and accepting ourselves and being kind to ourselves. And you mentioned about play, and we were talking a little bit before we started recording about games equal play, playing, playing, having fun. That is not something that we need to get upset about. It's it we're playing. And yet we also know that play is an integral part of learning in every aspect, social, um, eye-hand coordination, trying and failing and getting up and trying again, enjoying time with friends and family, even if we're not, don't feel like we're doing that well, quote unquote. There's so much about play, like just play, random play that is such an essential part of our, our humanness. Yeah, and there's no sorry in play. That's right. Yeah, unless <laughs> you're playing that, that board game that we played when we were kids, sorry. <laughs> That's amazing. That is true. There's a lot of sorry in that game. There should be, because people play that game and they don't say sorry when they knock you back to start. And if I'm playing, I say, um, you need to say sorry now. Because it just knocked my player back to start, and that's the name of the game. So I want to hear a sorry. (laughs) Yeah, in that in that circumstance, (laughs) yes, that's it. (laughs) So, Jenna, once again, I'm very happy and not sorry at all that we had this conversation, and I've learned some things in talking with you, as I always do. I'm looking forward to our next conversation. And all I can say is, ditto. Feel the same way, and uh, such a great topic. And I'm sure it's going to come back into our conversations over time. Uh, Yes. And I do hope that people will join us in the comments. We do have on our website, after each episode, if you go to our website, www.oldish.me, there's a place that goes along with each episode where you can leave a comment. And it can be a comment on what we just said. It can be a suggestion for a guest. It can be anything you happen to want to say that relates to what we've been talking about. So please do 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 that and join in the conversation with us. Yes. So thanks, Janet. Bye-bye. Bye, Greg. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. We enjoyed our visit and hope you did too. You can leave comments or requests for topics or guests on this or other episodes at www.oldish.me. There's a link there, too, if you've wondered how you can help support our podcast. If you like what you heard today, please tell a friend and rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. 